You're listening to a podcast from the Cinema Geekly Podcast Network. We're the geeks you deserve and the ones you need right now. I'm just a poor wayfaring stranger. Traveling through this world of woe There is no sickness, no toil, nor danger In that bright land to which I go Welcome to Cinema Geekly's Last of Us podcast. It's Anthony and Aurora. This is Clickerbait, and we are here to talk about season one, episode three, called Long, Long Time. Aurora, I took your advice to heart last week, mentioning how we are uh, actually, literally clickerbait, and yep. I am now recording this from a soundproof bunker. Uh, 75 feet below the surface of the earth. So I think, <laughs> I think we're going to be okay to talk at a uh, normal, normal voice level. I, 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 got, thought, I thought I was okay. I'm in my basement where you won. I know. I, I well, <laughs> look, I got really concerned. I was like, okay, hold on. What if like five episodes in, we have to just whisper our thoughts the whole time. <laughs> and, uh, you know, that would be terrifying. So uh, and just terrible audio, so nobody nobody yeah, would listen. Yeah. So that's that will be an ASMR. Podcast. <laughs> like, oh my god! I I feel like we really do need to blend these things together. We need an ASMR listen, Last I of Us that's podcast. A, that's a that's a fantastic idea. Actually. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, seriously, uh, and some people might find those clicks uh, soothing, Aurora. I I don't yeah. know who, but not me. Uh, but some people might. Well, you know what? There weren't any clickers in this week's episode no. in fact there was nary an infected to be seen yeah this week and yeah. before we dive in there is some news about this show there's actually a couple of pieces of news about this show so uh i don't know the total viewers because they were talking about um for week one they were talking about like tune in viewers to like live on hbo but then also views on hbo max for mm -hmm. for week two, the ratings went up from week one, Makes which sense. is mm -hmm. not like unheard of, but it's pretty unusual. Usually shows peak at the beginning, like Walking Dead will always do its best ratings on the season opener and the like the season finale or whatever. And this is true for most shows. It's true for Doctor Who and Star Trek, all these other things. Uh, it's not super common to see a show debut and then the next week draw an even bigger audience, which is, I mean, it speaks basically to the word of mouth about this show uh, mm -hmm. that just got out there and it got more people interested in it. Yeah, I'm going to tell you what happened. What happened was that gamers were skeptical of this. Yes. And they were like, I'm not 
going to tune in. <laughs> yes. I'm not going to do it. And then other gamers that actually tuned in were like, you know what? It was actually good. Mm-hmm. And then they were like, okay. <laughs> and then other people. And then obviously like non-gamers started tuning in uh, to it as well. Well, <clears throat> it did so well that they have already announced a season two of The Last of Us. Nice. And this has gotten... This has started roaring the fires again because Neil Druckmann on his Twitter, when he announced this, he uh, listed it as like part two and then with like an arrow to like HBO. And this is bringing up the question amongst people about, uh, you know, are they directly adapting The Last of Us part two, which I am totally fine with. Part of me really wants them to do like a season of in between parts one and part two, but mm-hmm. um, I, I still don't know how they would fully adapt part two because so much of the storytelling of part two is really sort of a meta story as well. It's about, uh, I was just reading a conversation today uh, that feels like a conversation from a few years ago when the game came out. Mm-hmm. That uh, people are talking about how they would have to complete, you know, to, for them, for their tastes, they would have to completely rewrite Abby because they feel like what Abby does in the game is so unforgivable that like you could never like her. And I think that that's true at first until you think about it for a minute, uh, because if that's true then you'd have to feel the same way about Joel because I'm not going to spoil what happens in last of us part two or what happens at the end of part one of the last of us. But, um, if you think what Abby does is irredeemable, then you need to apply the same logic to Joel because what he does is irredeemable. I think what they're asking of the players in the second game is like, you don't think of Joel like that because you controlled him. You mm-hmm. did it. You don't want to think of yourself as the, you know, the bad person in this story. And um, I feel like that is a very key component to all of this. Maybe if they tell the story outside of those components of gameplay and stuff, maybe it'll come across better to some people. But I like I was resistant to playing as Abby at first, but mm-hmm. the game did exactly what it was supposed to do, uh, at least to me. And by the time it was done, like I felt bad for Abby and Ellie. So uh, I'm looking very much forward if they adapt the second game. It's my favorite game of all time. So if they Mm -hmm. adapt it, I am here for it. But I'd also be here for an in-between season where they sort of cover things that happen between uh, the first and the second game just to add more things to it. So. Right. There's some Last of Us news. Uh, I presume you were probably excited as well. I, I know Absolutely. you also like the second game. so I love the second game. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So let's then talk about this episode, which is the first true. This is the first true departure from the game. There have been minor departures from the game. This is the first episode where there is a major departure from the game and normally this would be a thing that a a gamer and and maybe aurora as a gamer you might feel differently than me here but for for me 
I could not have been happier that they diverged from the game here. Uh, yes. The, yes. Uh, the story does revolve around Bill and Frank, and you never meet Frank in the games. Mm-hmm. And I thought maybe the divergency was that Frank is alive the whole time and you have these interactions between Joel and Ellie and Bill and Frank, but that is not the case. The, the story is almost completely about Bill and Frank. And where Joel and Ellie meet up uh, at the end is completely different from where they meet them or meet Mm -hmm. up in the game with uh, the Bill character. And uh, we'll get to that when we get there. But uh, and we'll talk about what happens in the game after we talk about what happens in the episode. But I just I couldn't have been happier if Mm -hmm. the story if they did the story like how they did it in this episode, but then had it end like how it ends in the game. I would have been shattered. I yeah. What I'm going to describe to you is going to sound like a very sad episode, but trust me, this is it the wasn't. happy ending. Yes, it is a happy ending. Sorry. As happy as one can be. Okay, so here we go. Season one, episode three, long, long time. We begin in the present. So yes, everybody, a flashback episode is about to come upon us. Uh, Joel and Ellie heed Tess's final instructions and hike to meet allies Bill and Frank. On their journey, Joel teaches Ellie about the government's execution of innocence during the early days of the outbreak, which then segues us into a flashback uh, to the very uh, earliest moments of the outbreak. And we're introduced to Bill, who is played by Nick Offerman, who is... Also, ex- nobody else can play this character. Oh, this was no. the perfect casting. <laughs> he was amazing. And yeah. from the jump... I was like, cause we know we don't meet Bill until the present time in the game. This earliest look at Bill, I'm like, oh, yep, that's Bill. 100%. This, yep. this would be Bill living in a bunker with cameras all around his house. Uh, <laughs> I think the first things he says is like, not today, you. Uh, right. God, what does he, what does he call them? I don't even remember. New World Order. New World Order. Like yes. bootstrap fucks or yeah, something. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm like, that's Bill. That's perfect. Um, so uh, the whole town is evacuated by Fedra, except for Bill, who is hiding in his bunker. And then we get to see like a montage of Bill basically fortifying his little village which he now completely controls. He sets up mm-hmm. traps and defenses, and basically he's not going to let anybody take him. He's going to live how he wants to live all by himself until one day in 2007, he meets a man named Frank who stumbles onto the compound in one of Bill's traps. And Bill takes him in, and over time, the two form a romantic relationship. Several years later, Frank contacts Tess over the radio, and the couples enter a tenuous friendship, uh, that being Tess and Joel, and Bill and Frank. In the present, Frank is crippled by a degenerative illness and asks Bill to euthanize him after they marry, but Bill, not wanting to live without Frank, kills himself as well. Joel and Ellie arrive some time later, and they discover a letter that Bill left for Joel, where he tells them or where he, he tells him that protecting Frank is what gave his life meaning after the outbreak. Bill left Joel his truck and a supply of weapons. Joel takes the truck to find Tommy, and Ellie joins him. So, Aurora, what did you think of episode three? I I will say this. Um, 
I don't know how we're going to keep rating these episodes because I know, I know. I know. I, <laughs> I don't know if I can go down. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, this was perfect. Yeah. Yeah. This was perfection. And it added, it was like a cherry on top that I was watching this very early in the morning. Mm-hmm. Um, my husband was asleep next to me. Yeah. He wakes up, you know, he's in that fog of waking up and <laughs> yep. asleep. Mm-hmm. And he walks, watches the TV and he's like, is that Ron Swanson? <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, technically, yes. It's kind of Swanson. In some ways, yes. <laughs> Yes, it's kind of if Ron Swanson was in the zombie apocalypse. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I was like, no, 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 no. This is The Last of Us. And he was like, oh, my God, Nicole Ferman is in it. And I was like, yes. And he was really excited about it. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> um, no, I think this was perfect. And I love that they added this to the story. Yeah. Um, everything about it was... Again, perfection. Yeah. There were so many scenes that, I don't know, I think that it's, if you're watching this for the first time, like if you're being introduced to the story of The Last of Us for the first time, this was a beautiful episode. But if you played the video game, this is like extra special. Mm -hmm. And there were very like small moments. Like one of my favorite scenes was when uh, Frank... uh, takes Bill to the strawberries. Oh, yep. That's the scene. Yep. Right. For me, too. Um, and it was just just so beautiful. And I love seeing, like, Joel eating, you know, outside with them. And mm-hmm. um, it's just, it was just perfect. Everything. It was, <laughs> like, I've read some of the complaints. I even understand where some of the complaints come from. Because, yes, there are some action scenes in the game with... Uh, Joel and Ellie when they go to Bill's town right. that are mm-hmm. fantastic when Joel gets caught in one of Bill's traps and he's hung upside down mm-hmm. and he's trying to mm-hmm. shoot infected uh, there's conversations between uh, Bill and Ellie that are just hilarious yes because uh, he's such an ass to her but she gives it right back to him mm-hmm. obviously mm-hmm. there's the scene where they go to the high school to find the motor and that's where you see the bloater for the first time like all of those things are but not you know in this sort of part of this. I mean, I don't want to. I don't want to set high expectations. Sure, a very high expectations for what's coming with yeah. the show. But I feel like I agree. There's some things that happen with Bill that uh, are amazing in the game. Yeah, but that upside down uh, Joel in the trap thing. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure they're gonna do it. They're gonna put that in there somewhere. Somewhere. It's show. a. It's a really great yes. moment. Yeah, uh, it's a very. It's a huge moment that I know. It's going to happen somehow. I mean, I know we're going to see a bloater too. Blo- a bloater was in the, yes. one of the trailers. So we know that yes. that's, we know that that's in the show at some point, but uh, like, and look, I don't disagree with that. I would have loved to see those things adapted yeah. into the show as well. But on the other hand, a lot of that section is almost pure gameplay. A lot of it is like, right. there's not a ton of story there. There are some great action set pieces for sure. And I'm sad we missed out on them. But um, the large accomplishments of that section of the game basically happen here. Um, they get their truck, they get fortified, and oh yeah, and then the, the the set piece where the truck isn't starting right away, and Bill and Joel have to push the truck downhill with mm-hmm. Ellie driving, mm-hmm. and they have to fight off infected. Like that's a great moment too. Like these would have been good action set pieces, but. On the other hand, this is the only section we ever meet Bill in, in the game. 
And then we never see what happens to him ever again. And we know about Frank and we learn about Frank uh, during that portion of the game, but we never really get to see anything. And if one thing has been made very clear, and I think, again, this is in watching people discussing part two of The Last of Us, where they were upset about Ellie not being able to exact revenge or whatever. And it's like, if you think that was the point of the game, that that wasn't the point of the game. Right. Uh, Neil Druckmann has made it very clear. This is one of the things that I love most about this because I think it's one of the most amazing things. I don't want to say concept. It's not, well, I mean, it is a concept, but it's also just a thing. The last of us deals with primarily, and I know this is going to sound weird because it's a weird kind of zombie apocalypse sort of thing, everybody, but the last of us is about love and Mm -hmm. it's about what it does to us, the good things and the bad things. And this was, the story that we never got there's the thing was only hinted at in the game with Bill and Frank. And we got to see it play out in real time. They got to focus very heavily on it. And Bill is a person who lived by himself, solitary, only wanted to do this. Didn't think he cared about anybody else or could ever mm-hmm. care about anybody else until he meets the one person that changes his mind about that. And then his whole life is reorganized around it. Like he wants to protect Frank from the outside world and in doing so protecting himself and protecting the thing that he found that gave his life meaning. Like he wants to save Mm -hmm. that at all costs. And Mm -hmm. that's beautiful. It's gorgeous. And it was so well-performed that scene you're talking about with the strawberries. There is a moment that is number one. They have this moment where they eat the strawberries and like Nick Offerman, like laugh cries. Like he's just so happy, but with like happy tears Mm -hmm. kind of. Mm -hmm. Um, And there's this moment where they kiss and it is the, I, I don't know how they keep framing these shots. (laughs) <laughs> it is gorgeous. Like the sun is like peeking yes. through the leaves on a tree yep. and yep. like they're kind of off frame slightly with the sun kind of coming straight. I don't, it's gorgeous. But mm-hmm. then the kiss gets a little more serious and Frank starts to lean him down. And then Bill says, <laughs> no, not on the strawberries. <laughs> and right. like, I'm like, that's perfect. Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Like that, that felt like real relationship stuff. Like it they just, really it, captured yeah. it. They had really good chemistry and they really, yes. they really like really uh, powerful relationship. Like mm-hmm. even the first kiss yeah. they have, like I almost cried. He was so, <laughs> well, I mean, and the thing with Bill is like, he was so nervous. Like this is who right. he is, but he had never really been with anybody. Yeah. yeah. And, um, Like all of that stuff was amazing. And they live this life together, sometimes turbulent. They go from this like really sweet love scene and then it smash cuts to like a few years later and it's Frank walking out the door being like, fuck you. Like they're (laughs) arguing about, you know, uh, Frank wants to make the area look nice and like, you know, uh, and Bill doesn't care about any of that stuff. He's way more pragmatic. Uh, he doesn't want to waste resources on making things look nice. And he's like, I want this place to feel like a home and I want friends. Like he doesn't want to be so isolated. And there were pieces yep. of the Frank from the video game in there. But 
yeah, the when they actually do cut to the present time and they're much older and um, they do this, you know, I want to have like one last day or whatever. And, you know, we're going to pick out suits and you're going to marry me. And then we're going to have this great dinner and then you're going to crush these pills into like my drink and I'm going to lay down in bed and fall asleep in your arms. And like, that's like, that's all I want. And obviously, uh, I had a feeling it was going to go one of two ways because it was either going to be like Bill doesn't abide by what Frank wants because he can't live with himself mm-hmm. or he can't live with himself uh, one way right. or the other. Like he can't do what Frank wants and also live with himself because uh, there's just no way if the person you loved asked them to do this to you, like that's the double edged sword of mm-hmm. love. If you love them, you don't want them to be in pain anymore, but also love is simultaneously selfless and selfish at the same time. Mm-hmm. You, if you love somebody, you'll give anything to them. But if the one thing they want you to give to them is to be gone from them forever, selfishly, you don't want to do that. Right. Um, Especially in this world. I mean, if yes. you, you know, they are, they had each other only. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So there's nobody else. Yeah. Around. So it made, it made perfect sense from the plot standpoint. Um, from a plot standpoint, this delivered everything that you get in the game, resources mm-hmm. and a truck. Like yep. that's what you get from this section of the game. Um, from a story standpoint, like, yes, we do not see these, we do not get to see Ellie interact with Bill and, uh, but it does move the story forward very heavily because the suicide note that Bill leaves aside from the part that's like, he's laughing about his traps, blowing up people and killing people or whatever, (laughs) the way Ellie reads it. Or whatever, where she's just like, he, 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 he. And it just goes on for a little bit. Um, (laughs) Aside from that, he talks about how he never gave a shit about anything until Frank came into his life and gave him meaning. And he says that people like him and Joel are the same. Like, they need, you know, they have that meaning in their life to protect the people that they care about. But Bill does not know about Tess's death, obviously. He's mm-hmm. like, take these supplies, use everything you can find to keep Tess safe. Yeah. But Tess yep. is already gone. And right. it's another gut punch to Joel, but it's a gut punch in the right direction. He let this happen to Sarah. He, his actions right. led to test dying. He's not going to let this happen to Ellie. And it's the mm-hmm. driving. This is one more nudge, nudging Joel in the direction of like where he needs to be. And he asks to see Ellie's arm one more time. And her arm is the bite is healing up. And he's, you know, a believer now he's like, I'm yep. going to get you to Tommy. He used to be a firefly. He's going to know like where to send. He might know where this outpost is. Uh, he can get you to where you need to go. And as we know, Tommy is the final step in this journey of mm-hmm. Joel deciding what his relationship with Ellie is going to be like. And mm-hmm. holy smokes. Uh, they yes. also are wearing the same exact clothes uh, from the game, yes. <laughs> which I got yes. very excited about, of course, in a mm-hmm. nerdy kind of way. And the truck is even the same like paint yep. job and everything. It was like, oh, perfection. Um, you know, and they drive off and 
so in the game, in the game, uh, Frank and Bill have a falling out. And mm-hmm. uh, basically, he, and we saw hints of that, right? How Bill is very stuck in his way and pragmatic and doesn't want to waste resources. And Frank wants to kind of make a life for themselves there. In the story, Bill compromises and Frank does get to do that and they live a life together. But in the game, that does not happen. And Frank wants to leave. He Mm -hmm. wants to get a car battery or whatever. He wants to uh, get a truck working or whatever. And he wants to take off. And uh, in, in doing so, he has to go to like a bad part of town that isn't as well kept up and protected and there's infected. And he gets bit and decides to end his own life. And that's how you meet Frank in the game. You see him, you see what's left of him, like a skeleton essentially hanging from a beam in a house. Like, that's how you meet Frank. And you find a letter that he leaves to Bill, which is so bitter because they were mad at each other. They were in a mm-hmm. fight or whatever. And, um, you know, you say things that you don't mean to, when you're mad or angry to people, but that's like the last thing that's left. And I'm so happy the show did not end like that because right. I couldn't have taken that. That would have been too much. Um, it's so heartbreaking and uh, distressing and depressing. And I'm just, I'm glad, I'm glad the show did not take that path. Usually I would be right in front saying like adapt as much as humanly possible from the game. Mm-hmm. But if they're going to give me the Bill and Frank story and end it like they ended it in the game. Like, no, you like their love story was too, it was too perfect. It was too well done. It was too sweet. Honestly, honestly, like this is so rare with Mm -hmm. anything adapted uh, from a video game, because usually when they do adaptations of video games and they add things, they just ruin it. Yeah. (laughs) It's just make it makes it worse. But this time it was the opposite. It was amazing. Yeah. It really, really added to, I mean, when I, the next time I play the first last of us again, I'm never going to look at that bill character the same way again. I really, even though they aren't the same characters, I guess. I really want to play it again. I play this game like six times. Yeah. Yeah. Me too. (laughs) Um, and I really want to play it again just watching this show. Yeah. It's, <laughs> oh, it's so good. And they gave us a sneak peek into next week's episode. If you're upset that they didn't do any action set pieces, like it looks like they're putting together whole truckloads of set pieces from uh, Pittsburgh uh, when they get there. As soon as. As soon as they showed that guy in the middle of the street, that's like, help me. I'm like, oh, God, like, no, it's going to go downhill real quick from here. Um, And it looks it looks like it's going to. And that means soon we're going to meet Sam and Henry. And I am not ready for any of that. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Oh, Aurora, what is this show? (laughs) I I will tell you this. I think you and I have been like traumatized by The Walking Dead. Yeah. (laughs) Because I, I knew that you know about Bill and Frank. I I know kind of like the story, and even though I I have insight into the story, what that scene where they were uh, playing the piano and mm-hmm. uh, Bill takes over, yeah, and he's like Frank is behind him. I my mind went to don't turn his back on him. This is a stranger. 
<laughs> yeah, I mean, it really poisoned you, Aurora, against everybody else. I mean, to be fair, there are a lot of terrible people out there. Yeah. Um, you know, for sure. But yeah, this this thing that uh, Bill did, it wouldn't last in The Walking Dead. No. <laughs> no. No. Um, yeah, I... I don't know. I... This was... I don't know what else to give this except for a five. Um, uh, me too. Yeah. All the way. I... I thought about maybe like a four and three quarters or something to try to be conservative or whatever, but I can't, I no. just can't it. They handled it expertly. Mm-hmm. They deviated heavily from the game, but in a way that still works for this show and still works within the story of the original game. Even yep. like they couldn't tell this story in the game because that would be too boring. There wouldn't be enough gameplay in here. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, unless, uh, you know, unless it turns into like landscape simulator for a couple of hours where you're Frank and you <laughs> get to like tidy up the town or whatever. I would, I would play that game. <laughs> I will totally play that game. Oh my God. Fix up an apocalyptic town. <laughs> Um, I mean, I mean, honestly, uh, well, now I'll be a little disappointed if somebody isn't working on like a like a like a PC uh, like a patch for that or something. You know what? I'm doing it. I'm gonna I'm gonna create both of these characters on The Sims. Yeah, I'm going to create a town just for the two of us. There you go. <laughs> um, I feel like. I mean, they obviously they couldn't like the type of game Last of Us is. It's so action adventure oriented. Like they they couldn't do something like this. But like to me, the, I saw one comment on Twitter that perfectly summed this up. And somebody was like, um, like uh, it was something like in the writers' room. They're like, guys, we're we're approaching the episode where they get to to Bills. What 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 do we do? And somebody's like, I got an idea. Uh, what if it was the opening montage to Up, but we just stretched it out for an hour? <laughs> and, like, that's what this felt like. We got that's to see, it. like, this couple meet and grow old together. And, yeah. uh, like, at the end of their lives, it was so sad and devastating, but also sweet and infinitely happier than how it ends in the game. So, kudos. Yeah. And they had they had an amazing life even after everything went to hell. Mm-hmm. In the world. Yeah. yeah. Um, any final thoughts, Aurora, on episode three? I don't know, HBO. Keep it up. Yeah. Just <laughs> keep making shows, please. Um, luckily, as I look here, uh, I still feel like, okay, we're good. Because uh, mm-hmm. there's still, we still have like seven episodes left. And I'm like, okay. Whew, it's not so bad. Uh, I'll, we'll get to watch this for a little while longer. And weirdly enough, there are now episode titles for every episode except for the finale. Okay. And there is at least one that is very explicit where it's going to be a flashback episode. And we know what, uh, based on stuff that we saw in the trailers, I think we know what that flashback episode is going to be. Um, But the title for that episode specifically gives it away because it's called left behind aurora which mm-hmm. is uh the dlc title for mm-hmm. the uh the first game so yep. can't wait for that but in the meantime there will be uh, a fourth episode that we have to talk about and a fifth and a sixth before we get to that one so 
Uh, hold your horses, everybody. Uh, and now I can say this, uh, even though there's really only one episode in the archive, but head on over to cinemageekly.com where you can check out the lone archived episode for this show. Uh, of course, as a listener-supported podcast, and there are a couple ways you can help out there if you so choose. We have a Patreon, patreon.com slash cinemageekly, the merch store, geeklymerch.com. The links for those are in the show notes for this episode. Of course, you can also find us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, and Audible. Just search for Clickerbait, hit subscribe, and that way you can join us next time to hear us talk about more The Last of Us. Ooh, season one. Episode 4 called Please Hold My Hand. I'm just a going over Jordan. I'm just a going over.